This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. It is a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And to kick off a brand new week pregnant with possibilities, this might be the week you get your promotion. This might be the week you get the cardboard box. You don't know. It's exciting, isn't it? Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah, playoff baseball. Why not? I'm tired of politics. Of course, you know, um, in reality, this week will most likely be like uh, last week and the next week. Be like all the other weeks of your life. Which is its, which is its own thing to, uh, to face, really. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. You know, sure. The sameness of life. What are you trying to do? I don't know. Put people in a thoughtful mood on a Monday? I guess. I don't know. We're all in a thoughtful mood on a Monday. I want to not think on a Monday. I want to just have a couple of chuckles, enjoy the crisp fall air, and get high on caffeine. I remember one time mentioning to my dad that I said, sometimes on Sunday nights I lay in bed and I think, I just think, I don't know if I can do this again for a week. And He said, I've been doing that every Sunday night my whole life. I thought, oh, okay. Yes. It's just the human condition, is it? Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the best things to find out about some things. Oh, everybody does this. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Well, then yeah. I'll move on. I'll just shut up and get in line. <laughs> exactly. Shuffle along with the rest of the cattle. Now I'm doing it. <laughs> well, I don't feel like that. It's just, uh, you know, is what it is. That's what it is. That's the phrase. It is what it is. Amen. Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm a little down. It's been a tough 24 hours. I uh, Last night, I got the text that Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande are no more. Exactly. Which was sad enough. Five joyous months, and then they I have split up. Get a 2 a.m. call that Sears filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and oh, so right. it's just been a tough 24 hours. That was a, that was a tough one-two punch. Why is the Sears... Um, a bankruptcy getting so much media attention. Is that a nostalgia thing? Probably. That for a certain yeah. age group, that was the store, and now it's going away? That's got to be part it's, of it, right? It's, yeah, it's indicative of, uh, indicative of huge trends. I think maybe that's it. It's part of... The, you got a hell of a lot of stores. It's It's got to be something to do with uh, life as I knew it is going away. Yeah. For better or worse. Right. It's got to play a role, because just... Financially, it it has no role. It doesn't have that much of a role. Not that many people are shopping there anymore, hence their bankruptcy. Yeah, there's so plenty of people who work there, but, you know, it's not a huge number. That's not why it's in the news. No, it's interesting. It's got something to do with nostalgia. It's not like, it's not like I was shopping at Sears and it going away is going to have any effect on me. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Saw the movie First Man this past weekend. Really enjoyed it. It is much more of an interesting movie than it is a good one. Uh, just kind of, it, it felt much more like a documentary, even That's though it clearly wasn't. To be. So much more of an interesting show than a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, a little, a little close to home. It was a a very, very unique. Is redundant. It was a unique look at space travel, the likes of which I haven't seen on film before. And they really drive home the fact of how little technology they had when they did this stuff. Um, you know, the, these things were just bolted and wrenched together. They were up in space with pen and pad trying to figure figure out the mathematical calculations to get back. Uh, the, wow. The claustrophobia of being in the... I thought they did a really good job of capturing that with mm. the film. Excellent. Uh, the, 
you know, these are like tin cans that they are just propelling with explosions yeah. across the galaxies, and it's it's incredible that this stuff was ever done. What museum have I seen that capsule? Smithsonian? Somewhere. Probably. Yeah. And you think, geez, that's small. <laughs> I'd hate oh, to yeah, sit in that thing for, for a couple of days. Yeah, and you got three guys crammed in there. Ooh, jeez. Um, do you have to buy that the moon, line, moon landing happened to enjoy the movie? <laughs> it helps. It helps. <laughs> well, otherwise, you know, it's a work of fiction. Mm. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, you'll notice I am back at work wearing my usual threadbare clothing. To gloat about having won the, the giant lot of Mega Millions, I yeah, assume. Well, no gloating, my friends. No handing out of gifts to fellow staffers. I did not win a Mega Millions dime. <laughs> Dang it. Did you just womp womp random gambling? <laughs> I sure did. Did you just womp womp not getting rich? How dare you, sir? <laughs> Nobody won the Mega Millions jackpot, so that means it's rolling over to become a $654 million behemoth, fourth largest lottery prize in the U.S. history, so that means there'll be more to spread around when I win tomorrow night. Have there been any studies done on overall whether lotteries make... Uh society happier or less happy uh, yeah there have probably been overall survey. people nobody get cares. happier hmm? nobody cares they're just greedy they yeah. just want the money to make schools better well, that's or right s- all the money goes to schools yeah, or, what i heard or something of course <laughs> uh, i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this monday we're october 15th we're halfway through the month already the year 2018 we're setting you straight in 21-8, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin. Precisely according to FCC rules and rags, here we go at Mark. I know all these things. I mean, I'm not a baby. There you go. A little bit. <laughs> President Trump on uh, 60 Minutes last night with Leslie Stahl thought that was a very interesting interview, and we'll play you chunks of that coming up. By my count, he declared himself not a baby at least twice. I'll, I'll, I'm standing up for him. She said a bunch of stupid crap that only a child... Would say, yeah. Welcome to that sixty. Inter- minutes. That interview in sixty minutes made me so mad, or just disappointed. You're asking stupid questions like you're a freaking eight year old. It's driving me crazy. That's why he had to keep saying that. You're a baby. You're asking the questions a baby would ask. Very, very stupid babies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> God, I've never been more annoyed by a 60 Minutes interview than that one last it night. It was tough to take. Oh, my God. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump talks with the Saudi king as tensions soar over that missing journalist. We've got Hillary Clinton saying Bill's affair with Monica Lewinsky was not an abuse of power. And it is, as you mentioned, the end of a line for another American brick-and-mortar icon as the business cycle rolls on. Well, it's, I, not, I, it's not really. I mean, they're still going to have hundreds of stores. Well, it's not going to be the same ever again, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the end of the line. It'll yeah. never be serious. Yeah. Um, uh, how does a mailbag look? Oh, it's great. We have the weekly shower thoughts. Me and the week on a philosophical note. We already have. So we're going to add to it. It's been great. More philosophy. Super. Bringing the philosophy heavy. (laughs) Check your id at the door. Oh, all Hegel at 630. (laughs) Then we're going to move on to Kant. That's Kant. No, you can't. (laughs) And then an entire hour to the Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande breakup. Plus your calls. And your calls. The question everybody's asking, who gets Piggy Smalls? (laughs) The pot-bellied pig. Does anybody here want an ice cream maker? (laughs) Yes, that's right. You got that for their wedding. Yeah. You can't return it because Sears is closing. Damn. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Saudi Arabia's media over the weekend was reporting that Russia will install permanent a permanent military base in Saudi Arabia if the U.S. imposes the sanctions we're talking about over the killing of this journalist. What? Which would be a hell of a thing if Saudi Arabia goes to the Russians. All right, everybody needs to calm down. Holy crap, that'd be a big deal. That big a historical change based on, you know, with all due respect... One uh, one scribe. Did you right, read everybody. the uh, Did you read the uh, like life story of this particular um, journalist in the New York Times? Yeah, I can't remember where I read it, but I've read a bunch about him. Yeah, maybe it was in the Washington Post. He's not quite as pure a you know stand up for what's all right and good as I was led to believe. No, indeed, I wouldn't reorder the geopolitics of the world over this guy. Indeed, it's funny. I was coming with the same uh, thought in mind this morning, and I wondered how it would go over because yes. he was he was pretty loyal to the Saudi family and all the horrible things that they were doing for many many years. He was, he was down with it, and he's a big Muslim Brotherhood guy. So he was he was like Fox News to the royal family for many, many years. And and then his people got thrown in jail and this guy took over and then he started writing bad stuff about this guy. He hasn't always been standing up for freedom for everyone and, you know, all that. Well, yeah, I'm not sure he is now, but mailbag. I mean, he gets to get, you know, chopped into pieces (laughs) and hauled off in luggage. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. Well, we'll get more into that a little later on. But uh, here's your uh, federal crime of the day: uh, eighteen, section eighteen, U.S. Code, uh, paragraph thirteen oh one, makes it a federal crime to import a foreign lottery ticket. A federal crime. That's right. Wow. There are more federal crimes, federal laws, than anybody knows even how to count, much less able to count them. They don't even know how to get started. Government governs best which governs least. Oh well. Here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. First of all, he uh, says congrats to parents in Hawaii whose baby was conceived nine months ago due to that accidental missile text thing. Okay. Never sure I've believed that. Honey, one more time before we die. Based on my own personal life and... Uh... And pregnancies and lovemaking and everything else. That, you don't think uh, you know the terror of a, a foreign uh, military attack would cause people to tumble into bed? <laughs> or blackouts or any of the things that they ever say lead to more babies being born. I just, I just don't know if I buy it. I could see a blackout if you don't already have kids. These things would often lead to a first child or could conceivably like a second, third, or fourth child. No, not so much because mm-hmm. you're managing your, your kids. Kids are the best form of birth control. Here are your uh, official weekly shower thoughts. With the uh, not because you say I can't stand having kids. Why did I do that? I'm no. not going to have any more. It's just you're too busy, too busy and tired. Right? Yeah. Uh, with the um, uh, with the number of millennials suffering from allergies, future biological weapons will be made with a mix of lactose, peanuts, and gluten. <laughs> wow! Future biological weapons. Yeah, no kidding. It's a gluten bomb. It's a gluten bomb. <laughs> Uh, being on your phone makes you seem really unproductive, even if you're being productive. Working on your laptop makes you seem really productive, even if you're being unproductive. That's true. That is a perception thing. Like yeah. It. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing with staring at your phone. Sometimes when I'm staring at my phone, I'm doing some pretty serious stuff. Clearly. Either Either education or work. Yeah. But a lot of times, if I'm staring at my phone, I'm doing stuff that 
Really, if you're going to look at your life, you'd say, why are you spending any of your life doing that? Sure, you'll weep bitterly on your deathbed, yes, but yes, yes. that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. <laughs> Boy, the uh, the Apple update, it's telling me all sorts of new stuff. It gave me a screen time update. I hadn't asked it to, but... How much time you spend on your phone, yeah, we talked well, about it actually, that. Yeah, told, it's supposed to help cut down on I how much I was down time. 25% from last week. Of course, I don't know what I did last week. <laughs> 25% more. It also sent me a message when I got to work this morning that it had marked where my car was for me. Like, I, I know where my car is. I, I parked it there. <laughs> I leave my location stuff off all the time. I'm yeah, not, I not allowing that. that. I'm not. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Probably I use maps all the time. The new update probably switched it on. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things they do is they switch yeah. everything on. Another parenting note. Deciding to become a parent is like choosing to take care of a drunk person for 13 years straight a hungover person for the next five, then paying for their rehab for the next four. Mm. <laughs> you know, teenagers are a little bit uh, grumbly and head downy at times, but it uh, doesn't mean it's still not wonderful and rewarding. Uh, this one goes out to uh, the Star Wars fans. Uh, Brian, in particular, my buddy Brian, at least one Jedi probably killed themselves because they were holding their lightsaber backward <laughs> when they no, turned it on. They wouldn't have ascended to the rank of Jedi if they could not. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, 70% of the Earth is covered in water, but in movies, spaceship always spaceships always crash on land. Mm. That's true. Well, the ones that crash in the ocean and go to the bottom, we never hear about. That's a bad shower thought. Uh, Date is like a two-way interview where both the people are trying to get hired while evaluating whether to hire the other person or not. That's very true. And finally, this is uh, just... Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to approach jobs that way that they teach you that when you're young. You interview them on whether you want the job. I want whatever job will have me. Is the position I've been in for every interview I've ever been to. I don't care if I hate it here. I need some money. <laughs> I always hated the, now do you have any questions for us? And I've been like, I'm like, well, I know what you want me to do. I know what you people do. Do you I, uh, like me? I read about you. I just, no, I, I don't just, have any questions. Uh, just, and you come off as a dullard. I've always just pictured these people are so financially secure that they're going to interview them and really mull over whether they want this job. Right. Duh. That's not been my position most job interviews. Finally, this, we're probably living in the most comfortable era that's existed and will ever exist. Less war, poverty, disease, etc. than any time before in history. But And before carbon levels and antibiotic resistance ruin our environment and life expectancy. And we don't even realize it. We're in the sweet spot. Yeah, on Saturday Night Live, maybe we'll play the jokes later there, talking about that big um, global warming story that we, we discussed on how mm-hmm. it was basically an obituary for the Earth before the Earth <laughs> dies. But yeah. then Michael Chase saying, I just don't care about this. Same, same thing I've said. I just don't care. I probably right. should, but I don't. Right, right. Oh, man, there's so much to talk about today, and I don't know how much of it I want to talk about. That interview last night was just so... Bad. And then I heard some of the follow-up this morning. The new hot phrase in journalism, when you're talking about Donald Trump, is to say, then the president claimed without evidence that the climate might switch back. Without evidence is the hot new claim. Listen, Trump says all sorts of crazy crap all the time. I know. I'm not denying that. But I didn't ever hear that phrase out of you people when you're talking about Barack Obama and the various things he claimed about keeping my policy or it. Or, or, or it's, you know, 
lowering everybody's uh, medical bills by $2,600 a year or a hundred other things. The president claimed without evidence, well, no, it's a speech. Well, It's a speech. It's not a symposium. Since we're on the topic, the opening question for the president of the United States, first time they've interviewed him on 60 Minutes in two years, was all about global warming. Right. I went to the Twitter immediately and uh, retweeted some Pew polls that show that is the last thing people are worried about. It's at the bottom of every list when you ask people what they're concerned about in their real lives. But 60 Minutes led with it. Yeah. As if that's the issue. And hammered it. And hammered it. As if that's the issue on everybody's mind. Here's the issue on my mind. It's uh, Al the Painter writing from Spanish Fork, Utah. Uh, I have an ally. Yes. Joe brought up something last week that I thought I was all alone on in my crusade. Pepper shakers. (laughs) <laughs> My wife tells me all the time, I need to let it go. No one cares about the size of the holes in the pepper shakers. <laughs> Not true. Joe cares. I do care, Al. I do. It is interesting that the salt comes out way too fast, and the pepper you can hardly squeeze out of there. I know what I will do. I will design a device to have grains come out of a container, big grains and small grains, and I'll make the holes on both of them the same size, because <laughs> I'm effing stupid. <laughs> God. And it's practically <laughs> universal. <laughs> God, it makes me angry. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't make me angry. I just think it's odd. This makes me angry, though. Here's Al Anonymous. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm filling out the FAFSA stuff. That's your, uh, for, that's your financial aid for college crap, right? My kid was accepted into the UC. That's, congratulations. Top grades, etc. Then we went through the FAFSA dog and pony show, came up with nothing. I've managed to save and invest in my uh, taxable fidelity account the past 20 years, built up some money there. He tells how much. I don't think it's anybody's business. Nothing fancy, just disciplined savings and watching investments and and investing a little whenever I could. My other wealth, a Honda CRV with 200,000 miles, uh, et cetera. He has another old Honda SUV, et cetera, et cetera. They get nothing in financial aid. But families that took fancy vacations, boats, bought a bigger house, and don't have savings do get financial aid. That's the way it's been set up for many, many, many years. We punish saving. We punish frugality. We reward buying jet skis with government college aid, which is taxpayer redistribution of wealth. It's a hell of a thing. Uh, Marshall's news on the way. We'll get into it. We're easing into the week. We don't want to hurt ourselves. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've completely abandoned discipline when it comes to eating. I have, I've just, I've just now like a dog. You know how a dog will eat anything. Yes. For instance, my dogs somehow. That's dug, right, Hillary. My dog somehow dug out of somewhere a giant bag of those little Valentine's Day hearts that Ooh. say "Love me forever." Or I don't want to eat one of those. Which has a whole bag of them. They're like chalk. But anyway, dogs are eating those. They'll eat a dead squirrel that's been there for a week. Jeez. I am now like that. Wow. I will eat anything apparently. Wow, embarrassing your inner dog. If it's around me. And I, uh, you got to be more like a dog. Very unhappy getting on the scale this morning. I just have no oh discipline whatsoever. Yeah, rough weekend too. Completely yeah. undisciplined lifestyle. I don't know what this means. Um, and what two hundred years ago Elizabeth Warren maybe had an American uh, Indian in her past? 
Okay. We'll you get... people would have made great Nazis. No kidding. Arguing about how much of this blood you have. We'll Are a... you kidding? This is the 21st century. We'll get into that story coming up. They're claiming it proves something good. I'm saying it proves something crazy. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that. News Now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump is saying he talked to the king of Saudi Arabia this morning. Trump tweeting, just spoke to the king of Saudi Arabia, who denies any knowledge of whatever may have happened to our Saudi Arabian citizen. He said that they're working closely with Turkey to find an answer. I am immediately sending our Secretary of State to meet with the king. Now, during his 60 Minutes interview last night, Trump was asked about the possible Saudi involvement in Khashoggi, the journalist's disappearance. Trump says not all the details are known yet, and he doesn't want to stop a massive arms deal with the Saudis, which he says would hurt American companies and workers. I don't want to lose an order like that. There are other ways of uh, punishing, to use a word that's a pretty harsh word, but it's true. Tell everybody what's at stake here. You know, this is... Well, there's a a lot at stake. There's a lot at stake, and maybe especially so because this man was a reporter. There's something, you'll be surprised to hear me say that, there's something really terrible and disgusting about that if that were the case. So we're going to have to see. We're going to get to the bottom of it, and there will be severe punishment. Now, Saudi newspapers have published aggressive front-page headlines mirroring a statement by the kingdom warning it will not be threatened. The Arabic-language daily Oskas wrote a headline on Monday in English warning, Don't test our patience. It showed a clenched fist. And you got to stop our top uh, state-linked media figure warning that imposing U.S. sanctions on Riyadh could prompt the Saudis to allow Russia to open a military base in the kingdom. So there's a lot to be said about this, and we have some uh, great guests coming up. But uh, the idea that this guy was an ink-stained, you know, fedora-wearing truth seeker just ain't the truth. He was a player. He was a player in Saudi politics. He was appointed by the crown to, quote-unquote, edit a paper, which meant make sure nothing critical was printed for years and years. You know, he's a Muslim Brotherhood guy. I I read a really interesting piece. I can't remember where. um, Spectator, I think. Talking about how what we're missing here is this is a really interesting look at the power struggle within the Saudi regime. What's going on with this guy? Even if he were a pure of heart standing up for all that is good and righteous in the world, I'm not sure you reorder global politics over it. Right, right. Which is, you know, disappointing for some, but if you're a realist and a grown-up, I think you get it. Right. I mean, if, if, if Russia is aligned with Iran, if Russia was aligned with Iran and Saudi Arabia, that would be bad for us. And a lot of the world. Right, right. And the hundreds of thousands of dead in Syria and and Yemen Yemen. and uh, elsewhere around the Middle East are saying, you know, with all due respect to Mr. Khashoggi, there's a hell of a lot of us dying out here uh, in this gigantic power struggle. I'm not sure you should restructure all of global politics around him. And Khashoggi was perfectly comfortable with the royals doing what they did all these years. He's an old guy. And for decades, he'd been writing good stories about the uh, the, the Saudis and the way they ran the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let, let's be realistic about who he is. It was uh, suggested he was involved in an effort to bring the Bin Laden family back into the fold and that he knows a, an awful lot about the Saudi relationship, the royal family relationship with uh, Al-Qaeda Interesting. pre-9-11. And they were a little concerned about right. that, too. With the arrival of the Me Too movement, former President Bill Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky has gotten renewed Never attention. Never heard about it. What happened there? <laughs> Some people who supported him then 
now are rethinking their ever having done so. But Hillary Clinton certainly is not among the doubters. During an interview with CBS News Sunday Morning Show, when she was asked if her husband should have uh, should have resigned over the affair, she said, "Absolutely not. It wasn't an abuse of power. No, no. There are people who look at." the incidents of the 90s and they say a president of the United States cannot have a consensual relationship with an intern. The power imbalance is too great. Who was an adult. But let me ask you this. Where's the investigation of the current incumbent against whom numerous allegations have been made and which he dismisses, denies and ridicules? Hillary was also asked during that interview. What role, if any, did you play in criticizing the character of the women who have accused Bill of sexual misconduct? None. No None. role. Wow. I take responsibility for my life and my action. Tell you what, she got coconuts, that gal. <laughs> what, what was She's the, willing to say anything. What was the phrase she said about Monica Lewinsky back in the day? That she was a... Uh... She was an adult. A psycho? No, no. Oh, back, oh, back, back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, she, psycho stalker. She, yeah, called her psycho, psycho stalker right. or something like that. Instead but, of Paula Jones and Juanita Broderick, you drag a dollar bill through a trailer park. This is what you get. But, uh, boy, her saying, well, she's an adult, so, you know, she's making her own decisions. That's That doesn't fit in with the current mood of the country. Uh, I, I've gone back and forth with that. It doesn't fit in with the mood of the percentage of the country that's pitching that point of view. Sure. Which is something we'll talk about a little bit later yeah. on. I've gone back and forth over that many times since it happened on whether or not you know what what side of that i am but but hillary's supposed to be on the side of no that imbalance of power is always wrong no i was going to say that's pretty old school that's that's more my point of view um that if you're an adult woman you need to take responsibility for your actions and the whole power imbalance thing it's just it's it's too wishy-washy and it's the wrong way to approach your life in, but I, you know, I'm big on being the captain of your own ship. I mean, Monica made a foolish decision. Yeah. She was used by a powerful older man, sadder but wiser. We all have those experiences. I, I mean, don't see it as a great stain. I'm That's... not saying we all get dig- diddled by the president. <laughs> I'm saying we all have those experiences where we we gain a little painful wisdom. And America's sweethearts have broken up. Oh, and 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 by the way, you know, it was probably clear from our derisive laughter. But Hillary took a lead role. In the character assassination of all of Bill's accusers. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson are reportedly broken up. TMZ is reporting the pop superstar and the Saturday Night Live comedian split up this weekend and even called off their engagement. He bought her a $96,000 ring, which has to be like all the money he's got. Um, uh, and But they moved in together into yes. a $6.5 million apartment? Correct. I'm thinking that was mostly her money, if not entirely her money. I don't know. But what happens to the pig? The pot-bellied pig, Piggy Smalls. He got Piggy Smalls tattooed across his stomach just last week. <laughs> I think that means he gets the pig. One of the six Ariana Grande tattoos he's gotten since they started yeah. dating five entire months ago. Right. <laughs> wow, he's getting not only her name, but the name of her pig tattooed on him, or their pig. Like, say, in the divorce, he gets the hams, she gets the bacon. You can put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Now, he made jokes that he was replacing her birth control pills with Tic Tacs because he knew what could happen. (laughs) Yeah, jokes. (laughs) Yeah, that had had to at least have crossed his mind, if not then now, about how different is it. Because I'd be, well, we'll talk, we can talk more about this later because I think it's relatable. Everybody's dated out of their league before, I think. 
I, every time I've dated, it's been out of my league. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's she's an attractive gal, but I think she comes from Crazyville. Well, there's As that. Does he. Yeah. There's mean, that. Yeah. But is Crazyville lo- located on the top of stacks of millions yeah, of dollars? Exactly. That she in? You combine how how what your lifestyle would have been with yeah. with how hot she is. Yeah. And that'd be a tough yeah. one to let go. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a try. I respect They're the loco. effort, Dave. <laughs> Davidson, Pete, whatever your name is. I respect the effort. Yeah, no kidding. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. That's right. It's easy for those of us outside the arena to criticize a man who stepped up to the plate and had a whack. <laughs> he definitely took the big swing. Yes. Got the big tattoo. Right. I know what I'll do. I'll get the name of her hog tattooed on me. That'll, that'll prove my everlasting love. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh, love is crazy. Which, it? which could be the thing that pushed her out the door. You don't know. She might have thought, oh, my God. You got a what of my pig? What? <laughs> I can't be with a guy who's got Piggy Smalls tattooed on his belly. I just can't be. Oh, the irony. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Mike Lyons later about this idea of our, our relationship with Saudi Arabia. That's a pretty big deal. New poll numbers out for Trump and the congressional races. I suppose we could hit those at some point. And then we touched on this at the very end of Friday's show. Really interesting, large-scale polling of Americans' attitudes about everything you hear in the news, about political correctness and that sort of thing. So and good. Uh, here's, here's your tease. You can't believe how small the group is of people pitching all of the social justice warrior stuff you hear all the time. Good stuff all in the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. And really, you know how crazy Thursday at the White House was? Kid Rock was also there and no one cared. (laughs) It was almost a relief to hear someone as reasonable as Kid Rock was in the White House. You know how hard it is to make Kid Rock seem like the adult in the room? His first name is Kid. (laughs) So, uh, Seth Meyers hosting Saturday Night Live. The interesting thing I thought he said in his monologue, he was there for 11, 12 years. He said the first five years he was terrified constantly. Wow. That that he wasn't going to fit in and he'd lose his job. Then he got the hosting the news thing, and then it was fun from there on out. But Five uh, years is a long time to be terrified. Yes, yes, and to think that you're not good enough for this. Right. <laughs> so, you'd think I'm, you'd have maybe three years of terrified, then a year or so of confident, then a year or two of embittered. I'm approaching my second decade of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so even among the really successful there, I'm not sure I'm good enough. Imposter syndrome or whatever sure. it is. Paul McCartney's been doing a lot of press these days with his new album out. And he's been talking about that. He said, yeah, I still have lots of insecurities. That's why I'm still making music. Hmm. Part of the reason. Um, so He doesn't want to feel irrelevant. Coming up, we're going to talk to somebody, a New York Times reporter, who's going to explain to us how homegrown misinformation is as big a problem for following the news as Russians and Chinese. Why wouldn't it be? Sure. Why wouldn't it be? If you've oh, yeah. got a certain political bent, why wouldn't why wouldn't there be a bunch of uh, trolls out there, American trolls, putting out fake stories to try to help their side? Obviously. Quality made American trolls. 
So this whole Senator Elizabeth Warren, she's an Indian story. <laughs> It's always been interesting. I haven't nailed down, have you, to what extent she was using that heritage? I mean, she, she not did, much. But she did, didn't she write a cookbook or something? She contributed she, to she a She submitted cookbook. a recipe to Pow Wow Chow. Pow Wow Chow. Which is the real of. name of the Indian cookbook that she submitted a recipe <laughs> I'm to. I'm certain that's racist or cultural appropriation or something. Because of her Native American heritage. And she she mentioned it, and some people claim she only got into Harvard or taught at Harvard because she claimed Profes- a lot of those claims are stretched in both directions. Professors have come out and said no, that she didn't. But she did bring it up fairly regularly, unless these quotes are made up. No, I don't. They're probably not. So she would bring it up. It's an interesting thing to bring up. So now, because she's going to run for president, she realizes she's got to put this whole story behind her somehow. Uh, I so believe that, that become... photo up on our big board with her wearing war paint and an Indian headdress has been doctored. I will not have doctored photos in my studio. So James Woods, the actor, tweeted. She's got to swap the headdress for a sombrero. Did it find more Hispanic in her? Because she went and she did the whole DNA thing. She's right. trying to put this to rest. Right. And they and they, what they determined is she absolutely, most likely, nothing's absolute, but most likely has somebody pure Native American six to ten generations back. Ah. Now, how long is a generation, you would ask, I would ask. So I Googled it, and it depends on who you ask. But it varies on the very, very, most most of your answers on any of your Wikipedia or anything like that have it somewhere between 25 and 36 years. Mm-hmm. The most generous to her answer would be 20 years. But I haven't come up with any site that, that says 20 years. But even if you go with 20 years, yeah. and that's and 6 to 10 on the minimum, we're talking 120 years ago, 120 years ago you had somebody... You know, in your family line. Or it could be 200 some years ago. Mm. And if you're going with the generations are 30 some years long, now you're talking three 350 years ago, maybe. So you had somebody in your background that was. I hate it when we argue. Let's just say 175 years. Well, and that's that's being on the generous end to her. Well, I'm a generous man. What is that? Who? Cares. Well, if you do care, you are absolutely 100% a dictionary definition racist. Yeah. If you do care. You're like a Nazi-style eugenicist racist. One black, uh, one, one, one drop of Jew blood is too many drops. I mean, you're getting into way down the line sicko racism. But, but it's wrong either way, right? Whether sure. you say this makes me somehow better or, or it makes you worse, it's a crazy thing well, to think 300 yeah. years ago, somebody in your family lineage was black, Hispanic, whatever. That so that makes gives you, you a different insight? Yeah, making you, that makes you better or worse person. Right. It's, that's crazy. Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see where that goes. It is way down the road to Stupidville. I mean, the, at the beginning, it was a morally bankrupt and idiotic claim in both directions. At this point, now, we're really jawing over the like the details or the second or third iteration of the argument. And it just it could not be dumber. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I'll grant you that. <laughs> the whole war paint picture was kind of funny. Um, but this is just so dumb. I, I do kind of enjoy... Well, you know what? Let's let's discuss the whole. Uh, and you've you've seen the the commercials like Twenty Three and Me. 
we spent our whole lives thinking we were Irish and we'd go to St. Patrick's Day and dance and there's a turns out we're barely Irish at all. We're mostly French. And then they have a shot of the Eiffel Tower and everybody chuckles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but that says something, doesn't it? It's just a construct in your mind. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Right. The whole, well, just the whole ethnic identity thing from many generations back. Be serious. Think for yourself. You're a homo sapien on Earth right now. Don't worry about where your great, 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 great granddaddy planted his corn. Who cares? So 350 years ago, there was a Native American in Elizabeth Warren's heritage. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. Whoop DS. <laughs> <laughs> so much good stuff to come on the Armstrong and Getty Show.